When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who is going to be first to Spoonie here, first to the floor. The Celtics said, Merry Christmas, LA. <laughs> I'm here with Jake Eisenberg. Jake, how you doing? How was the holidays? Mate, holidays are good. We're on Christmas number two up in the northeast of Australia, which um, is again the inverse of the United States in that it is, thankfully it's still early, 8 a.m., but it's 35 degrees, which is 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, oh, shit. Limited. Yeah, but, um, you know, you don't, you don't feel... The temperature, cold or hot, when the Celtics are delivering presents like they did yesterday. I know, dude. How about you, man? What? I I'm doing good. Like I was just telling you uh, before we started recording, my kid is getting three Christmases this yeah, year. So living two dude. just yeah, two just wrapped up. We're flying up to Boston in about a week and a half for Christmas number three. So I mean, it's been got, good. It's yeah. been fun. We got Deuce. You, know, you think he's lucky, you know, he's starring in commercials on Christmas, but Spoonie's kid he's, gets three Christmases. Same, same. I know, I know. Uh, the whiskey <laughs> will run dry before that third Christmas is over. <laughs> yeah. much, but uh, they don't make bottles big enough. But anyway, <laughs> all right, let's talk about some basketball. Hell yeah. 126, 115. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joe, uh, Joe Titty said it in our, our Slack. It might have been you, Jake, who said just professional win against yep. the Lakers. Yeah. And it really was like it felt like it was on the verge of a classic, classic Celtics like, oh, uh, we pissed this 10 point lead away and the Lakers came through and oh, uh, now it's going to be a 10 point deficit all of a sudden. I think at one point in the third quarter, Vanderbilt cut it or gave the Lakers the lead 66, 64, 62, 60. I don't think they got the lead back after that point. So where do you want to start? There's a lot of good stuff in this game, Jake. I mean, thankfully we survived Jalen Brown's uh, spine being ninja kicked in the, (laughs) by, by LeBron who, I mean, that, that performance, that's was, you know, to, to know, to, to, Firstly, get away with two fouls on Jalen, one of which could have broken his back. And then to like look to the side, see that Jalen Brown's down and like all in one movement, realize that he also needs to pretend like he's hurt. And for all of like, I didn't see a single tweet about is Jalen Brown okay or anyone on the broadcast. But thankfully, LeBron's okay. Jalen's okay. LeBron subbed himself out early. That was that was interesting. He was like, I don't, I don't have the goods for this Celtics team. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, and this is what makes LeBron one of the greats. And by that, I mean one of the worst. There are <laughs> articles online that came out today talking oh about God. how LeBron's knee is sore oh from kneeing this dude in the kidney. Like, what are we doing, LeBron? <laughs> so I wanted to pull up the video and I just ran across like LeBron James says his knee's sore this morning. And it's like, oh, oh my, my God, dude. Just classic LeBron. But yeah, dude. He had absolutely, he looked like a fucking traffic cone out there. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, and like, yeah, I was expecting a big LeBron performance and he was fine, but I liked the way that we defended the Lakers start to finish. It was a a really sound strategy for a lot of teams. It's like, we're going to, we're going to play LeBron and AD straight up, no matter kind of who gets switched onto them. We're going to make you ISO 
you know, have to back Drew Holiday down and we're going to send like really late help, which led to um, deflections, hands in passing lanes, got the Celtics out and running. Like even though AD had 40 points on, how many shots was it? It was 40 points on 26, like obviously a big game, but no point did, did it feel like he was really dominating and taking over the game. Um, and they even and then again, somehow the Lakers shot forty percent from three, despite being um, one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. But I, I mean, we yeah, I'm just used to that. At this, everybody yeah. shoots forty percent against the Celtics. It just happens, and it's not like they're all wide. I mean, obviously some of them are wide open, but the C's do yeah. a pretty good job of contesting. But yeah, that's a great point. On like, I think the way to defend the Lakers is to just let AD get his because yeah. he's not a playmaker. So he's not not going to get the other guys on the team really involved. And he's just like shooting twos and these tough layups. And I, th- I feel like he missed a few free throws, but I could be misremembering. Um, yeah, he missed two free throws, so nothing crazy. But um, it, and it just like slows the Lakers down so much yeah. because they're really trouble when LeBron's getting out in like semi transition. Yeah, Austin man. Reeves is getting out in semi transition, but it's like grinding for two points after like yeah. 18 seconds in the shot clock. And then you've got to go defend the Celtics team on the other other end is just not really a recipe for success so thought the game plan defensively was really sound and offensively I mean I just absolutely loved it like the KP every time he gets every non-center on him everyone just hits him with the ball now And you could tell they just finally understood like, oh, this guy just scores every, every single time. time. He's got <laughs> yeah. a little on him, right? I know. Like, we love the pick and pops, but it's like, this dude is just absurd. Here he is. The bear slayer. Bear slayer. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Latvia. I mean, this yeah. dude, he delivered first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. I've closed it out with the big um, put back dunk off of a Derek White floater. But yeah, the, the offense was great. I mean, they, again, another win where they only shoot 31% from three, bringing that number where, you know, the Celtics are undefeated when they shoot. It was 33%. I'm guessing it's down to like 32.5 undefeated when they shoot 32.5% from three, which is just a ridiculous number. Like last year when it was 40% from three, they were that last year, they people that had a gripe with the threes, live or die, kind of true. Because if they went in, they won. And if they didn't, they lost. This year is not like that. Like 32.5%, 33% from three would be like well below last in the NBA yep. in three-point percentage. And so they're, they're almost always, you know, shooting there or above, hence why they're 23 and six. But this is that, that's the biggest difference between this team and last year's team. And what was hilarious was, the halftime show with Perkins and Wilbon, Stephen A, you know, just basketball's elite analytical minds really getting yeah. together for, for the halftime show. And because what happened was the Celtics got out to a hot start and then the Lakers came back and it felt like, like and the Celtics were just missing wide, Everything, wide yeah. and like the cleanest catch and shoot, drive and kick. It was, it was great offense, but, the Lakers weren't really closing out hard on any of the shooters. And so, like, I understand watching the game, because I do it too, in the moment, you're like, oh, just, you missed three threes in the row. It's like you want to get something a little cleaner. But if they're not going to be closing out hard and they're going to be having Anthony Davis and LeBron, and the, like they're a big team, just sitting in the sitting in the paint, you can't just tr- tr- launch into the paint and... And, a, and challenge up at the rim. Like Tatum got blocked at the rim and like Perkins and Stephen A just like, I don't know if I believe in this team. All they do is shoot threes. And it's like, are you guys watching the game? Like sometimes yeah. you actually, ha- you you have to hit shots to, to, to loosen it up. And then eventually the three started to go down just a little bit more. And then the paint, and then they started to get more going at the rim. But like the offense was, was really good. Clean looks all night long. And um, I, I actually had a look at some, some stats just because com- wanted to compare us to last year's playoff, last year's team. So the Celtics played 20 playoff games last year and the Celtics shot under 33% six times. So that makes the Celtics 14 and six using this uh, new 33% equals undefeated streak. If you're 14 and six in the playoffs, you're probably in the finals. Yes. 
Yeah, it's unless just, you get supremely unlucky and four of those losses are in the same series. But yeah, you're in. Which, you're definitely in the finals. Yeah, which happened. Which, <laughs> well, I gonna, which I was going to say three of those were against the Miami Heat. But the biggest difference yeah. with this team is we are far more well-equipped to deal with bad shooting nights. And I think a lot of it has to do with the defense and the post-scoring. With that, Like you said, with KP, like it's just... Teams can't switch, and if you if you don't switch, then the pick and roll and the pick and pop just becomes too easy. Yeah, and I thought the way they approached, especially the fourth quarter, there was like mm-hmm. five out of six possessions in between that, like eight minutes to four minutes, which is like yeah. you're up six or something like that going into that stretch. Like you can win the game in that stretch, and they they did it. And what they did was. Um, they just went at Austin Reeves every yes. single time. Uh, so like they were trying to hide Austin Reeves on Derek White. We all know you absolutely can't do that. So they're having that. White. Yeah, they're having White <laughs> yeah. set the screen. And it was like Tatum gets switched onto him. He takes him into the high post, swing to KP, dump to Tatum. Tatum gets a layup. One time they tried to hide Austin Reeves on Drew Holiday. Holiday just goes straight to the uh-huh. rim. Easy lefty layup. Uh, and it, it was just very intentional offense, yep. but not intentional in the way that we see them at their worst, where it's like Tatum dribbles seven times and it slows and grinds to a halt. It was like, we know exactly what we want to do and how we're going to execute it. And they did it perfectly. And Austin Reeves, like he was just flailing around, like I almost felt bad for the dude, dude. man. <laughs> like, Yeah. The, oh, he had one. There was, yeah, there was, you're absolutely right. Like the. And this is why the crunch time the crunch time stat is so flawed. Mm-hmm. Like five point game within five minutes equals crunch time. Whereas like if it's if you know nine to six minutes, if you can push the lead out to ten, that's crunch time. Like right. that that that's equally as important as you blow your ten point lead and it turns into crunch time. It's like the whole fourth quarter really feels like crunch time. And like that's where the Celtics often feel like they get more into troubles when they have these leads and then they blow them um, and it ends up in crunch time where, where it shouldn't have. But yeah, the, the Celtics crunch time formula, like get stops, push the pace, push the pace, attack mismatches and move the ball. And like, it felt like a masterclass in crunch time. There was that one play down the wing on Austin Reyes with Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yep. Like Der- Derek White kind of like just gets the ball, does a little like, uh, pump fake swings it right to Drew Holiday, and man, Austin Reeves, I get, like he at least tries on defense, but there's just only so much you can do when you're going against this just bulldog in Drew Holiday, and he just gets straight to the rim, right, right, use the right hand floater in. But my favorite play of crunch time, this one is for the 85-86 crowd. I'm gonna play it here. <laughs> We're playing that perfect defense on LeBron. LeBron's backing down Drew Holiday. No one's overhelping. KP comes over, gets the steal. Outlet to Drew Holiday. One pass to, to Derek White. Alley-oop to Jason Tatum. Zero dribbles. Stop. Pass quick to Holiday. Up the court to Derek White. Alley-oop to Tatum. And it's just like, that's, cr- that's perfect crunch time offense right, right there. And from, like, so they were, um, Austin Reeves, Tied the game up, uh, not tied the game up, cuts the lead to a 111 to 100. So 11 point lead with 630 to go. It's like right there, you need like three good possessions and the game's over. It's over. Yep. Or we have three bad possessions and we feel like Christmas is about to be ruined. <laughs> and they go seven for 11 from the field to close the game. And it was pushing the pace, it was getting stops. They um, were originally going to like, Tatum in the pick and roll and Derek was slipping the screens and Tatum had that one bad turnover where he kind of gets got a little bit lazy with the pass. Austin Reeves stole it. Transition for the Lakers. They switched it. Derek White initiating. Tatum mm-hmm. slipping the screens. They got Tatum like posted up on Reeves. Tatum catches it, finishes at the rim over LeBron. And all of a sudden Tatum ends up going three for four from the field in the fourth quarter where he ended up like he had a bad shooting night. But you know, he actually was more deliberate. He had a little post fadeaway on Anthony Davis. I loved the crunch time offense. And it, I just wish they could, like, they could do some of this stuff without Pozingas Posing, out there, too. Yeah. I don't need him out there necessarily to be perfect. Um, but I thought the crunch time was perfect yesterday. It, feel, it feels like they don't realize that yet, yeah. though, that they can do some of this stuff without KP. But yeah, actually, that little Tatum <laughs> post feed was after Derek White blew right by Austin yes. Reeves 
kind of drew AD. He dropped it off. Tatum kind of took like kind of a weird escape drivel when he didn't mm-hmm. maybe didn't yeah. need to, but he just hit the fadeaway anyway, yeah. so it didn't matter. Tatum had a really strange game. Mm-hmm. I thought defensively he was great. He was matched up on AD after switches a ton, and he was like working his ass off on that end. He took maybe three god awful pull pull up threes that i despise one of them was extremely late clock so i get it that one's fine but at least two of them were just like why dude why i don't know if it was the end of the second or end of the third quarter but it was like just the Mm -hmm. classic we've got 12 seconds he no i'm not sure who to blame i'm pretty sure it's it's tatum but no one comes to set a screen and he makes his move with five seconds to go on the shot clock. And at that point, you're, you're, you're easy to defend, no matter who you are, because you're able to get into someone and make them uncomfortable for two seconds, and then they're going to be taking just a tough shot. And so that was the worst one. But yeah, he, um, the, yeah the shots weren't terrible. He missed like a, just a couple of threes that he should have anyway. But yeah. this, is like, this is the value of, of Tatum is that he does everything. And to give you the 11 rebounds, he he passed the ball well. The fact, um, oh, sorry, eight rebounds, the seven assists, and you know, really the one turnover. That's that's on this team. All he has to really have to do, um, and his biggest free throw game. Sorry, which I didn't mention was like he really did a good job getting himself to the free throw line, uh, 13 times, and hallelujah, made some freaking three throws for the first time all season. I know, right. Like. I know. And so Chris Waugh, I'm probably butchering your last name. I think that's good. Uh, 25 on 15. So like that is an efficient night from like a true shooting perspective. It really is. But kind of like the missed open threes kind of hurt. But he says, do you think it's a young man ego tripping? I'm assuming meaning the pull ups. I think Tatum in his mind thinks that like he I don't think it's ego so much as like he has so much belief in the fact that he can make that shot that it's a good shot maybe that is ego I was say, I like, it sounds yeah. an awful lot like ego <laughs> yeah perhaps perhaps but, but yeah. I don't think it comes from like a negative place yes. I think it comes from like a I want to do what's best for the team and like other other than those few shots like I thought he moved the ball really well yeah. one of his best passing games uh, of the season, really. And the seven assists, I'm not sure they really do justice to how well he just kind of moved the ball, and got to his spots. Um, so, and and again, defensively, thought he was great. He's Fantastic. been rebounding like a monster. Great rebounding game from him as well. So just, uh, just the shots just didn't go in. And like, I don't know, maybe we just got to live with like two or three bad pull-ups again. I don't want to live with it, but I think we might have to. The, the, the tough thing is, is like, there's going to be the game in the playoffs where they, the two or three go in and then he has the game six in Milwaukee game. Cause when they right. are going in again, I always talk to speak to, the, I, I don't think he does it as much in the playoffs and especially with this team. I think mm-hmm. like the, it, you know, the seven assists obviously speak to how he moved the ball really well, but this was just like a true team win. And I think you can see that in the fact that he only has 15 field goal attempts so like he was third on the right. team in field goal attempts obviously that's skewed a tiny bit by um the free throws but like that you know if they're not fouling him he probably makes half of the attempts at the at the rim or when he was getting fouled but the fact that he was third on the team in field goal attempts i think speaks to how he really bought into the the team aspect of his win and like the the narrow field goal um, distribution of this team yesterday. Like Jalen with the, no, Porzingis with the most with 19. Again, they've, you said it before, they're really buying into and like being like, oh, this guy's just going to shoot 58% from the, from the real, from the rim or from the field on post-ups. And Tatum, I feel like was the last one to really figure that out. Cause he's yeah. just like, I'm usually the best option most of the time, but like you're just a ridiculous option. And so, you know, Porzingis has 19 attempts, but 13 for Derek, 10 for Drew, 15 for Tatum, 17 for Jalen. Like, your top five guys, you're now 15 and one with this starting group. It's just firepower for days. Like, everyone's getting in on it. Yeah, like, you can't hide Austin Reeves on anybody. You can't hide D'Angelo Russell on anybody. And if you've got two of them, like they played both of those guys at the beginning of the fourth quarter together and they just, Tatum wasn't even on the court. We just eviscerated him. Yes, Carl, that was Cookie's shadow. You saw it. <laughs> so you'll probably see her again because she's currently hiding under my monitor. But um, 
Yeah, KP 28, 11, 2. And that's with two for eight from three. Yeah. On, I think his worst three point attempt he uh, yeah. made. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 26 footer with somebody in his face and he made it. So <laughs> most of the, I would say five of those misses were basically wide open threes that you expect him to make. Um, a lot of them off just like simple pick and pop action that is just essentially undefendable because if you switch it, he just takes the little end of the post. Um, and if you don't switch it, you're going to have to deal with him popping for an open three. Merry Christmas, uh, Dan Duquette. <laughs> yeah so people in the chat are just hyped we're hyped yeah, like yeah, we're just, this is just like a, gonna be a gush session oh real quick i meant to do this at the top of the show and i forgot well one like the stream follow us oh, on yeah. twitter uh all that good stuff please subscribe if you're watching on clns subscribe to our youtube channel first of the floor and shout out to our listener christine ryan who yes. sent the three fellas signed kp to pictures so pretty friggin' badass. That's amazing. So I can't. I can't believe we have people who care enough to get us. Yeah. my friends uh, don't even get me shit for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah I haven't gotten a present from my friends forever, and so it's no. like, dude, that is awesome. Like, yeah, shout out to Christine. Like, they also just look sick. Can't wait to um, yes. not be allowed to put it anywhere prominent in my house. Um, <laughs> I have uh, one uh, tiny yeah. wall. You can see yeah, 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 yeah. Pierce up here. And yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. right there in the middle. So <laughs> Yes. Epic. Oh, yeah. So thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Latvian and Pete in the, in the chat here. I know you're, I know you're jealous. We will, uh, we'll, um, we'll have to get you a copy uh, at some point. But man, yeah. Yeah. KP. He, uh. He's just he it's a game. Dude, defensively, we haven't even yeah, talked about defensively. Yeah, like yeah. teams are really starting to respect yeah. him as a rim protector. And that just grinds offenses to a halt when you like crack somebody off the dribble yep. or make a good back cut and you think it's going to be a layup. And then you just have to turn around and run away from the rim because KP is there. And that is like he doesn't get blocks for that shit. But it ma- it matters more than a block, you know what I Absolutely. mean? Because it happens so many more possessions a game. So total game changer. Real quick, speaking of game changers, Jake. Oh my god! I I see you. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, Jake is in what I believe is his grandparents' a bedroom <laughs> in his grandparents' house. Some very seductive upholstery mm. behind him. Speaking yeah. of seduction, I mean- <laughs> 18, two, 11, two steals, two blocks. 61.5 from the floor. We're talking, of course, of the mistress, Derek White. Jakey. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I'm pretty far away from LA, but, you know, we were able to get a quick flight. Der- not quite as nice the as Concord. our usual. Yeah, not quite as nice as the gallery, gallery collection in Sacramento. But um, Grandma's house in uh, Browns Plains did the trick for uh, the mistress and myself. Uh, this dude... I mean, I don't even, 18, two, 11 assists, two steals, two blocks. I don't, I love that he did it on this stage. The yeah. premiere, primetime matchup, LA, Lakers. And I think people don't realize that this is just what he does every night. People like see him play like an all-star. It's like, ah, oh, he doesn't do this every night. But he does. he does. He literally does. To have two steals, two blocks, he, he is this team's everything. And like Porzingis talking about him in the in the post-game press conference being like, I just didn't realize how good Derek White was. Yeah. I just, I, he's, he's basically the perfect teammate. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what he was. My dad before, he's, he's a 80 Celtics comp, Dennis Johnson, who made an all-star game. Uh, oh yeah but <laughs> do I we want to jump into that now yeah, no let's, let's yeah. wait okay, oh, let's no. jump into it jump yeah, into look. it go, go so 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 jj reddick he is doing the lord's work out here um he started it um with saying derek white should be a top 50 player uh because derek white didn't make the top 100 and uh i think two days ago three days ago he was like i apologies for saying derek white should be a top 50 player when really the the limit does not exist. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> limit does not exist. Um, and last night, 
he tweets, Derek White is an all-star and he's just going to war like he's one of us on Twitter, replying to people with like four followers, just just going at the most random people. And this guy's like literally just finished his broadcast uh, of, the, of the Nuggets and the Warriors game and he hops on League Pass and then goes to war with the rest of NBA Twitter like he's just a good old-fashioned Celtics fan. But this dude, I mean, so he's 21st in blocks amongst all players. That's just that's Period. not that's <laughs> yeah. not centers, not Pritchard's offensive rebounding for like, people six four and under, all players. Like it's you know, the the sixteen, like he's basically seventeen and five on a two a one point two steals, one point three blocks, um, more or less fifty, forty, ninety. Of all players taking at least eight field goals, he has the highest true shooting, so it's higher than Curry, Halliburton, Luca, SGA, Booker, Harden. Obviously with higher volume, some of that efficiency comes down, but the efficiency is just out of this world. And then last 10 games, it's like he's really trending in a ridiculous direction. Like yes. last 10, last 10 games of a season that's only 20, um, 26 games, 26 games, 23 and six. He's 20 points, four rebounds, 5.4 assists, 1.5 steals, two blocks a game across the last 10 games. That's 12th in the NBA. 12th of all players amongst all yeah. centers. It's, it's, and that's on 52, 44, 91. He's like well above 50, 40, 90 over the last 10 games. Like this dude is playing at just an absurd, absurd level against everybody. And this last 10 games, the Celtics have played Pacers, Knicks, Cavs, Cavs, Matt, like this isn't against no one. This is against like some of the best defenses and rim protectors, um, best teams in the league. And he's doing it against every type of team, every type of role, every single night. On the road, at home, does not matter where he's at. He's dominating. So he averages more blocks than Giannis, Yusuf Nurkic, Robert Williams III, oh. Jakob Pertl, Mark Williams. Those it's are like, five starting centers that he averages and Giannis that he averages more blocks than a game. Like that's nuts, man. Like, and that doesn't even account for the fact that he's also flying around screens and guarding at the point of attack all over the place. <laughs> like he's guarding point guards and then getting dude. to help and blocking people nonstop in his rear view contest blocks. He might be the best at that ever just, in the NBA, dude. The, he's literally offering center quality rim protection every night like he had two blocks at the rim he blocked lebron at the rim he blocked austin reeve austin reeves at the rim with his left hand just like coming over like literally like he's Porzingis. like that's what he's doing he's playing as if he's a center on the back line when he's not the primary defender he's helping off the correct matchup he's timing it perfectly so like austin reeves is someone that always makes the right play as well and even he can't even see Derek White sneaking in and <laughs> making these blocks at the rim. I don't, like the defense is almost getting left behind, and like, he's playing that well on offense. And like people have been for the entirety of the Jays era, it's been the Celtics need to get a real point guard. They need to get a legit table setting point guard. They need to get some guy. They got this guy two years ago, and there yeah. was. There were people when the Drew Holiday trade happened being like, see, now I feel better about this team's passing, playmaking, etc. I think that's that's just true because Drew's still a better table setter and passer than Brogdon. But it was always going to be Derek White. He was always going to be the highest usage guard on this team. And the usage keeps going up. Yep. The responsibilities keep going up. And the efficiency keeps going up. The impact yeah. keeps going up. Like he's breaking all of the logic of basketball right now. And I don't think there's any other way to, to the problem with making him an actual all-star is like, there's some really good guys in mm-hmm. the NBA, but the, the impact that he's having on winning on a team that is now 23 and six, like you can't. And, and Role players make the All-Star game. Aaron Andrew Wiggins made the All-Star game two years ago. Like, Draymond Green used to make the All-Star game behind Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. And Derek White's having the level of impact that Draymond Green was having in those years. Like, two-way, doing everything that the team needs. Yeah, like, 
look, I get Trey Young has these gaudy no. statistics, but like he is gives it all back on the defensive end. His team is not good. Like, shouldn't we be rewarding like this guy who is probably it's hard to say he's the third best player on the Celtics, but I think season overall impact because KP misses a lot of games. Jalen was so down for the first like month of the season. Like Derek has been so consistent the entire season, 66% true shooting. And yeah, you're right. Like it feels like he's not a point guard like Trey where you just set him a screen and he's going to go get a shot for somebody. But he's getting better at that. Yeah. Like he's really was he was slicing by Austin Reeves or D'Angelo Russell anytime either of them were on him. And he always he does not turn it over. 3.2 assist to turnover ratio in the it's last 10 games. So, like crazy dude. It's getting crazy yeah. like the assist to turnover stuff and on Trey and those matchups, right? So I like I get it. Like so, there's probably five spots for guards if like some of the wild cards get given to guards. So like Halliburton, Dame, Maxi, sure. Donovan Mitchell, Brunson, Trey. Those are the five. I think he's def- absolutely deserving over Trey. And here's the other thing: outside of Halliburton in the Pacers game. And that's what we'll see. We play the paces again twice coming up in not yep. too long. But Maxi Mitchell Brunson in a playoff series, like Maxi has a real tough time playing against Derek White on both ends. And in that Atlanta Hawks series last season, part of why the Celtics were so dominant until they did the Celtics thing where they fell asleep in game, game five, five <laughs> yeah. was Derek White was absolutely dominating the backcourt Trey Young and DeJounte Murray because mm-hmm. he does it on both ends. He can turn your like Jalen Brunson against the Knicks this year, not the he's not dropping 40 against the Celtics. And obviously it's not just Terry White. Like the defensive personnel on this team sure. is insane. But you you match him up against these guards, he's gonna win these matchups. Like not every night because these guys are so good, but like he's winning these matchups night in, night out. Maxi, he's played better than both times. Like He's really turning these guys into non-all-stars when they play each other, which I think should matter. It's like he's yes. able to win the matchups when they're actually going head-to-head. Yeah, Trey Young can have 38 and 17 against the Raptors. Cool. Great. They lost. It's like, whatever. <laughs> it's the Raptors. It <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Well, Trey was better than Dwight in that series. He won two playoff games by himself. Um, yeah, but he, they also went down... Three, two, mostly because Trey Young couldn't guard again. That, that, that's the thing with Derek White. And then Trey turned into like a pumpkin in in Game Six. Like, I, I understand Trey was is still really good, but like, what are we going to remember from this season? Are we going to remember that Trey Young averaged twenty eight and thirteen assists on a team that win that wins like thirty eight games, <laughs> or are we going to remember Derek White? being like one of the best role players of like recent history on a team that wins 65 games. So and, and like, I, I'm not going to be like super upset if Trey Young gets in over Derek White. Like I get it. Um, yeah. But I think this is a very easy argument to make, especially if they keep winning games. It's just like, it's going to be hard to not add another Celtic to the all-star team. I know, dude. It's like that. Like Kyle Korver made an all-star game. Jeff yeah. Teague made an all-star game. I mean, the East was much weaker back then, but still, like these, you know, it's yes. not insane to put sort of a guy who's closer to a role player than a star in an all-star game over guys who maybe score more points per game. But uh, well, before we jump into the ad read, uh, just want to like jump into Drew. It's just yeah, he just found it, dude. He's just yeah. found his role and he looks so incredibly good on both ends. 18 yep. 7 and 7, ridiculous from the floor. Like he has just this is like the maximized version of Marcus Smart essentially is what and, and Smart had stretches like this as well. I'm not hating on Marcus, but Drew's just got a little more pop offensively than Marcus ever had and he's just bigger yeah. defensively. Yeah. So, he's really found it. Um and Pritchard Buddy, Pacific P, West Coast P, baby. Four or five (laughs) in the second quarter. We needed that, too. At one point, he scored 10 straight points for us. Yeah. And he's just a fuck. I wrote about it in Three Leaf Clover on Friday, this past Friday. Um, Just like defensively, he's just mean, man. Like he just plays really fucking hard 
on both ends at all times. And he had that back cut on LeBron. Yep. When yeah, LeBron was just staring at the ball. Pritchard just back cuts him, little layup for two. And I think it was his 10th point for those 10 straight. And I just love to see uh, him embarrass LeBron James like that. Oh, my God. And LeBron, with the perfect LeBron reaction, he's looking around with his hands up being like, yeah, whose fault is that? You're guarding Pritchard. It's just, no, Pritchard, man, he, and we absolutely, in that second quarter, the Celtics go cold. They needed just, and this is the, this is the job of the bench is like, you need a little spark, something to keep you in a game, something to extend mm-hmm. the lead. And they just, they needed it. And he gives you 10 straight. He only plays 13 minutes in this game, but he plays five of those minutes in the second quarter. And that's all you need. Like, he doesn't need to be incredible for all 13. Can you bring that pop? Can you bring that microwave scoring in a, in a little stretch? And that just like completely tilts a game in your favor. And on a team where like the Jays don't even have to play that well. and they can win against the Lakers and LeBron and Anthony Davis by double digits. Uh, yeah, and a big part of that, Pritchard giving you those 10 points. But I'm with you with Drew. Like, I mean, we had that episode we, with Drew Carter, the Celtics announcer, talking about concerns about Drew. And literally from that moment, it's been, it feels like yeah. he's shooting like 670% from the field. He's, uh, he's been money. The first of the four reverse jinx yeah. strikes again, baby. Yeah. Happy, um, happy and, to do it. Yeah. And and yeah, you said like the Jays didn't have great games. Absolutely true. Um, we talked a little bit about it, I think, last week, but they're they're less good games or they're average games yeah. or they're actually these are probably slightly below average games, at least for Jalen, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I just really liked how Tatum passed the ball. They're not destructive anymore. Like Jalen had three steals. They didn't rack up turnovers. You know, they had three between the two of them. Um, They're both playing defense really well this year. Um, And especially Jalen's defense has just Mm -hmm. jumped up another level, which we've talked about a lot. So um, basically they generated, they evened out their turnovers with with Jalen's three steals. Tatum also had a block. So when they're playing not great and not, but not hurting you, like not hijacking the offense, you know, 17 shots for Jalen, 15 for Tatum and just letting the other guys shine. Like this team is impossible to beat. They really are. Spoonie, a wise man before the season said, wait till Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? Oh, well hung uh, man. Well, yeah. yeah, big, strong, brave guy. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Wayne Spoon, he said, uh, it might take till Christmas. And man, this stretch over the last, like basically post Pacers loss. I mean, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into like this team as a wagon, but hey, yeah. it's Christmas and these guys look pretty good. Yeah. All right. On that note, on, 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 you know, just building yeah. my ego up way more <laughs> than it art needs. That's for sure. Let's jump into our FanDuel ad read. Jake. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. And now back to the show. All right. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. Before yeah. you jump into your bet, I just <laughs> want you to say, I know we both bet Celtics 60 plus wins. Oh, yeah. We can already cash that out for a profit. I checked oh. on FanDuel today. Yeah, just, you know, okay. I, I only put 20 on it because I'm okay. I don't have deep pockets at all. I got a lot of student <laughs> debt. All right. Um, <laughs> but so I could make, you know, through 20 on it, I could make 15 bucks right now oh. today if I wanted to. And we are not even halfway through the season. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I looked like they're, they're on a 65 win pace right now, and they only seem to be. And then we keep hearing about this easier strength of schedule for the rest of the season. Um, I'm still waiting for it to really eventuate. I know the next three are, are okay, but um, yeah, no, I, I put 50 on it, so not you know. But um, I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that one. Not so much yeah. some of the other ones I've put down, but that one will help uh, ease the pain of some <laughs> some other losses. Of all my other terrible bets, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I believe today. Marcus Smart returns against the New Orleans Pelicans. And coming into the season, I was so excited to be like a Grizzlies fan. And that was before they announced Jar Morant's suspension for 25 games, I think. Uh, it's all kind of a blur, but Jar uh, Morant and the Grizzlies, 3-0 since Jar's return. They're here. Jar looking like you guys have been talking a lot about... Um, to quote the guy that asked Jar this question in his first press conference that was like really, really weird. Um, Jar's coming for all the point guards that everybody was putting ahead of him. Yeah, dude. And, uh, yeah. yeah, he looks crazy right now. <laughs> he is. <laughs> like that first Pelicans game where they came back and, um, oh, wow. Hit the, the game uh, winner. Hit the game winner. And it, he just like goes off in the fourth quarter, challenging Valanciunas at the rim, just cooking everybody. The Grizzlies are plus five against the Pelicans right now. It's in New Orleans. I would have to double check on injuries and stuff. But if Jar, JJJ, and Bain are playing, I think Marcus is back too. But if those three, even without Marcus playing, give me the Grizzlies and this run. The day before Jar Morant came back, I bet the Grizzlies to make the playoffs. They were 6-19. and 19, But it was like plus 1,000, 10 to 1. That was, you know, put 10 bucks on it. Three in a row. All I got to do is get them to the play-in, and I think they can, they can take down anyone, you know? Um, I think this uh, this uh, Grizzlies team, yeah, Jar making a case for the most valuable players in the league, especially after that stretch where he, like that team was really good without him when he got injured. Um, yeah, last year. With, 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 uh, with no Steven Adams, they need him, and I really am excited to see what him and Marcus and Bain and JJJ can do. Like, I think... Um, that can be good. And I would like to see Marcus win some games. Like, let's get this get this thing going. And, um, yeah, so Grizzlies plus five versus Pelicans. Let's go. Yeah, and I, I think they missed Tyus Jones this year, too. Yep. Like, he really propped their offense up when Ja was out last year. So, I think that was a big part of it as well. And, yeah, Bain, Eric Weiss. Mm. I know you've been tweeting up a storm about yeah. uh, Desmond Bain. Yeah, Bain has been absolutely ball. He just keeps getting – he reminds me of Jalen, and it's every year. It's just like, oh, well, he's probably hit his peak, uh, and he just absolutely has not. But uh, speaking of peaks, speaking of the Celtics, maybe not peaking, maybe peaking, 23 yeah. and 6. You said it, 65 win pace. Oh. Like, I just globally, this road trip started off poorly with that Warriors yeah. loss. I think we were all real. Oh, God, the Celtics not are made back. It. We were, yeah, I was I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were totally chill. It's no big deal. But look, three and one against a Clippers team that was had won six straight at home and had been yep. playing by far their best basketball of the season. Sacramento, who is a very good team and the Lakers who are kind of up and down this year, but like everybody was healthy for them. Like they were, you know, they want to win on Christmas day to just like basically blow the absolute doors Dude. off of two of those teams and t take the, I mean, look, it got a little shaky there with the Lakers, but for the most part, that was a pretty comfortable win. I mean, yeah. comfortable if you're like not yeah. a Celtics fan, but yeah. for us, we've seen it so many times. So like overall, I think an extremely impressive road trip and really this stretch in December, they have been fucking balling, man. Dude, it's absurd. So they, they, were, they, were, they, they were underdogs into the Kings game. No Kawhi, but no KP. He KP is really moving lines. Like yes, um, once he went out, even though there was no Kawhi for that game, the, the, the Clippers were only still favored by like three and a half, four and a half points. That's small spread. Lakers game again. It was like four, four and a half, five and a half point spread because teams. I mean, the the bookies know. Everybody knows that LeBron can turn it all the way up to top 10, top five player right now. We saw it in the IST. Um, in hindsight, maybe that had a little bit to do with who he was playing with the Pelicans and the Pacers and not going against an elite defense like the Celtics. But they, when they need to, two of the best players in the NBA, all those spreads, like if you were to parlay the Kings, Clippers and Lakers game together, you would have been getting like plus 700, plus 800. And yeah. they just cleaned 
cleaned all three of those up. Like if you're, if you're, I always talk about this. If you're an objective fan and you're watching the Celtics Lakers, even though the Lakers cut it and got the lead, you're probably thinking the Celtics still pull this thing out. And uh, they did the Celtics thing where they just, they took the punch Similar to the Magic game, even though it was different, where the Magic in that second game came out, tried to enforce their will, mm-hmm. really like be physical with the Celtics. Celtics took the punch early, and then and then it was just gone over, over from there. Like this this road trip, you know, there um, they just didn't. Honestly, the Warriors thing, everybody focused, including me, like a lot of the late game offense stuff. Um, the defense was the problem. Like that's been the most consistent yeah. part of this team, and the defense didn't show up at any point in that game. And if it does show up for like one quarter, then the game's over. But um, this team now, got, since the Pacers lost, eight and one against Knicks, Cavs, Cavs, Magic, Magic, Warriors lost, Kings, Clips, Lakers, like eight and one in this stretch. Like now you can start to break the schedule down into these little segments and they've just been dominant out of the gates. And they had that little weird stretch where they almost lost yeah. to Memphis. They lost to Charlotte. And there was that that weird little stretch there um, where I think people started to waver. Not me, obviously. I'm emotionally yeah, never, stable. Never you, Jake. Yeah. Emotionally stable individual. Not, not over too high, never too low. Um, but man, like the moment I, I said it after the Warriors game where I was freaking out, um, this could be a moment, good or bad. Are they going to respond? Like last season when they lost the Warriors and they created, like they ended up being like a 50 win team for the rest of the year. Not a bad team, but they never recovered. They never yep. recovered. Part of it was the hot shooting, but they never felt the same. They never felt like they got back to the type of offense that they were playing early in the season, even without the threes going down. And they respond by going 3-0 and all against teams where um, they could have lost, you know, any of these games. Like 2-2 two and two would have been totally fine after losing mm-hmm. the Warriors game. But to go 3-1 and one is serious, serious stuff and just shows like this team has resiliency and that they're, they're respecting the regular season. They're respecting building championship habits, which they need to build. And, you know, you see them approach, like they didn't have a chance to work on fourth quarter stuff against uh, Clippers and Kings, but you see them execute in a way that they didn't in the Warriors game. And that's what you want to see. Like, this is a weakness. It's not going to be fixed overnight. What you want to see is progress and commitment to like yes. what the right thing looks like. And we're definitely seeing it, even from like the first couple of games in the regular season, you could see it. They go back into bad habits. Old habits die hard. That's just the reality. But you just want to see, like, what's the plan? And I feel like we saw what the plan was in the Lakers game. So you see that progress. But, man, this stretch, uh, it's a wagon. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, what I'm looking for is sustainability, too, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of what the myth was last year when we started 21-5. and five. It was just, you said it, it was just the hot shooting kind of propped up. The defense was terrible. It was, like, 22nd in the NBA over that stretch. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy they ended second or third or whatever it was after that. But so you you had this stat, Jake, the last 15 games, they're the yeah. number one offense. What I think is interesting is... They're shooting 38.7% from three during those 15 games, which is ninth in the league. Very good, obviously. But opponents are shooting 39.4%. Mm-hmm. So they're losing the three-point battle every night, which is not was not a recipe last year for winning basketball games. And the turnover battle is essentially dead even. Um, so it's not like, oh, well, we're just kind of forcing some turnovers. That's probably not sustainable, something like that, right? So uh, what it looks like to me is that we're not shooting above our heads. Opponents are probably shooting above their heads. Yeah, dude. We're not forcing some crazy amount of, tur- like, unsustainable amount of turnovers. And they're 12-3, and three, and they're the number one offense over the last 15 games. And that, I mean, the defense has kind of been hit or miss these last, you know, this last 15-game stretch. But part of that is, like... We're playing a bunch of really good. Like, yeah, go dude. look at Philly. Go look at Philly's stretch the last fifteen games. It's like Wizards, Pistons, Charlotte, Wizards, Pistons, Pistons, Wizards, Charlotte. They don't Raptors. Like they're not playing anybody. And the Celtics just went through an absolute frigging gauntlet, dude. Like you get all this run of games at homes. So it's like double Cavs, double Magic, Knicks, and then Warriors, Kings, Clips, Lakers on the road. Like that is nutty. Dude. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and like across that 15 games, the defense is still eighth. It's like the defense has still been, been good. It's just like, there's only so, so much you can do in 2023 or 
you know, I was about to say 2024, not quite there yet, but um, like there's only so much you can do against all these ridiculous offenses. And the fact that they're still eighth across that spam just speaks to like, this team is so well balanced across yes. the board that like they can do it in multiple ways on both ends. And like, that's um, the, the, the turnovers. That's a, that's a great call out. It's just like Tatum had that stretch where he was like leading the league in, in turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's completely come down like he hasn't yep. been turning the ball over if this team's not turning the ball over and giving teams live possessions live turnovers and you're limiting points off turnovers i just don't know how you beat this team like like in consistently it's gonna happen here and there but like how like look you look at the warriors game that game went to overtime we shot under 30 percent from three and the warriors shot 40 yeah, percent from three like that's what it takes to barely beat this team, you know, without I mean? Pozingas, <laughs> without KP too. Yes, they had no Draymond, so I guess I'll call that fair, a wash. Fair, 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 fair. I, I would still say, like in this this version of Draymond versus this version of the Celtics and KP, I'd take yeah. KP over him. But uh, you know, if I'm a Warriors fan, I'm screaming that from the rooftops. But who knows when he'll ever play another basketball yeah, game it, again? So it might not knows? matter. But I mean, they, they, um, yeah, they did win five in a row without him. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's also true. So uh, (laughs) how valuable is you really? Um, So real quick, uh, I think, do we want to? Okay, so yeah, let's let's jump into, I think, maybe everybody's favorite segment. If I can (laughs) blow enough time here to make sure I get the intro video. But this is Jake's segment, so I'm going to let him take it away. But first, the intro. The Sixers. Shadenfroid. The Lakers, Shanfroy. The Heat, Shanfroy. Milwaukee Bulls, Shanfroy. Warriors, Shanfroy. Let's right. go. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. I will say the Miami Heat. You are not involved in this particular well, Shanfroy report. <laughs> it was. It was. Sorry. It was like pretty much the perfect day as a Celtics fan. So yes, obviously Celtics beat the Lakers. I mean. That's Beautiful. and LeBron. The fact that like LeBron is on the Lakers too, so we get to add the fact that we beat LeBron right. in front of everybody. They gave the Celtics like the prime time slot. Like this is the the matchup. Rivens, appreciate you, my friend. Legend, dude. Thank Big you. Big dog. Um the and then so as we start the day, firstly, my time zone up in the northeast of Australia. The basketball started at three AM. So I got up at like four AM and watched the Bucks game on delay. And I was like, I'm, I'm like, it's like hot. It's like I can't the bed that I'm sleeping on. It's like got no bar. I got bars. I can't sleep. So I'm just like delirious watching basketball all day. The Bucks lose to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Brunson goes off for 38 points, which is just like turn on any Bucks game. The opposing guards. Um, just are constantly going off Brunson. Like I've never seen, and it's it's such a contrast to watching the Celtics because we have Jay, uh, Derek and Drew that are just so good at navigating screens and that are and like Richard's not bad either yes. these days too. You know, Indeed. well, like even Tatum and Jalen like have physical limitations on how they can get around screens just by like by the nature of of being big and long, but they at least get around the screens eventually right. and cut and, and do something. But like. Brunson was coming off these screens, these Hartenstein screens, and then there was just no one coming. They were like walking oh, well, in oh, well. the, like the mid range. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, he might miss. Hopefully, I'll I guess I'll jog down for a fast break. He didn't. He he like barely missed. Like the 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 Knicks were uncomfortable on offense for exactly zero seconds for the entire yeah. game. Like not a single point in the in the game did they string together like stops where you're like oh the Knicks are going to struggle to get a good shot here. It was yeah. it was insane. And like, yeah, the, the the Bucks offense struggled. It was it was just it was just beautiful. But like, I just can't take this Bucks team fully serious in the playoffs if like you're able to just get good looks over and over and over again. As I always say, the only way you can beat the Celtics is is, you, is if you short circuit their offense, and they just don't have that button at all. Yeah, yeah, and like. Malik Beasley is oh their God. best point of attack defender. Like that is 
insane. He was like unplayable at times over the last three years because he's such a bad defensive player. I do think he's been better this year, but like stacking him up, what is he, the hundredth best point of attack defender yes. in the NBA? 150th best, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the same as generous. Yeah. He's like <laughs> Sam Hauser, maybe. Like Dude. maybe a little maybe a little worse than Sam Hauser defensively. Yeah. Um, and he is like who they're trying, like, oh, we gotta cool down Brunson. Let's send Malik out on him. Yeah. Like it is insane, like the dearth of good defensive talent on that team. And like Portis can't defend anybody. No. It's really just like it's incredible. Credit to Brooke Lopez for them not being last in the end, Giannis, for them not being last in the NBA in defense, because it you're right. Like I was I, I probably watched maybe two quarters of that game. Yeah. Um, and like there was just no resistance. And like Randall was getting any shot he wanted at any time, too. Uh, so I they just basically pray you miss at this point. And their yeah. offense is elite. Like, there's no absolutely no absolutely. doubt about that. Yeah. Maybe the best offense in the NBA, uh, easily top five. So they're just going to try to outscore you. And I just don't know how far that goes in a playoff series. Yeah. Like, take away the matchup with the Celtics. That's, like, never really been a winning recipe. The, the Nuggets were kind of, like, one of the first teams ever to do it with elite yeah. offense and then, like, solid defense. But their defense actually ended up being pretty good in the playoffs um, mm-hmm. between, like, Aaron Gordon and KCP um, and then Jokic just being big enough to be a rim protector. That was, like, enough. And then even Porter Jr., you know, offering, you know, rim protection and, and, and elite. And bronze, Brown yeah. or whatever his name yeah, is, yeah. like, yeah, solid yeah. defensive play. Yeah. yeah it's, so It's spelled Braun, but it's yeah. Brown, yeah. I know. That is, I just had flashbacks to Jeff Van Gundy going on, waxing poetic about... <laughs> Christian Braun versus Brown. Um, yeah. Missed him on the on the broadcast uh, yesterday yes. for sure. Uh, he just bring, brings a level of fun to the broadcast that like I don't think that you're really getting with um, the other guys. But still good as long as Brains on there. That's all I really care about. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. The the Bucks. Andre Jackson is like their only hope to me. It's like he's been legit, but like I'm sorry, a rookie in the playoffs consistently. It's just so, so, so rare for that to work. And offensively, he, he can't shoot. And so, yep. like, then that just takes away from your biggest strength as the Milwaukee Bucks offense. If you're able to help off someone, that completely, not completely, but it's going to help neutralize the Dame Giannis pick mm-hmm. and roll. And something that I've noticed, we'll see, they're very reliant on free throws, especially late in, this, in these clutch moments. Giannis is going to get to the line. Dame, I wonder, like, playoff the time- hard you're able yeah. to get more physical. I, I wonder how much he's actually able to get to the line in the fourth quarter. Um, we just haven't seen a lot of Dame in like conference finals basketball. It's, I can't I think he made physical one. Teams. Yeah, he made one and he got swept by the Warriors, yeah. but like right. everybody got swept by the Warriors. Uh, True. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, okay, who we got next? I guess. Sixers, I guess, baby. Yeah. So. <laughs> The Sixers. I mean, this they ruined. I mean, the Sixers and the Heat basically ruined the Christmas slate by like having no Jimmy Butler and no Embiid. Like, yes. I I, tu- I tuned into this game like in the middle of the third quarter. I was like, this is this is the time where I can like talk to my family, have lunch, you know, um, do do a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> do a little bit of that. Um, the Heat go up tw- twenty in the third quarter. And the Sixers are immediately going like a 33 to 12 run. And I think they're going to ruin everything. By the way, they go on this 33 to 12 run and cut the 20 point lead down in like half a quarter. Spolstra called two timeouts through this run. And it didn't Didn't help at all. It's just like (laughs) these timeouts to stop runs. By the way, Joe's actually been calling timeouts like pretty much just like a normal coach does these days. Like it's pretty, pretty much normal. Um, but yeah, the Sixers go down and like this is more important than um, the Heat losing because it's pretty clear that the Sixers and the Bucks are going to be the ones that are um, going at, oh, th- shout out, Mars31, the Aussie dollars are flowing today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love to see it. Yeah, Spoonie, they, they, they don't equal quite as much in um, in freedom, freedom bucks, but that's um, all right. <laughs> that's that's okay. Give us our all- economy a few more years, and they yeah, will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like the 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 bucks and the sixes are clearly going to be the ones that are fighting for seeds two and three. The heat, they just don't. The devil magic doesn't really start until 
the playoffs apparently. So like we can't really worry too much about them losing in the regular season because they're better than last year. They're healthier. They're going to be a top six seed, I think. Um, oh, Harkes, man. I have to go back and find the video of us streaming live for the draft. I know. Because... Because, yeah, he was like the one, like, I don't do any draft prep. But I was like, this guy, I like, I like this guy. And then obviously the Heat got him. Um, he's just perfect for a contender. He had 30 points yesterday against the, the Sixers. Balled out. Um, but so the Bucks and Sixers lose. That's just like, against like when three teams are going to be winning so many games and the Celtics are going to be winning so many games, any loss for the Bucks and the Sixers is just going to be very helpful in the standings. And as much as I'm not scared, I'm actually, I'm probably more scared of the Sixers this year than I am than the Bucks, honestly. But um, you want to get the Bucks and the Sixers playing each other in the second round. It's too early to think about this, mm-hmm. but it's also not like the number one seed is going to be like going to be important purely for avoiding um, and and not having them knock knock one of those teams out. Obviously, last year that didn't matter because the Heat came in and was an eight seed and beat the Bucks, and around and around we go, but. Um, yeah, so we're now with like, you know, two losses clear of the Bucks, three losses clear of the Sixers. You just, you just love to see it. Yeah, dude. And, and Mitch says in the chat, Miami can beat the Celtics if KP isn't healthy. If KP is healthy, I will be terrified until that final buzzer sounds and we win the series. Like I am done not taking the Miami heat seriously. I've, I've done that twice in the last two years and I'm just totally done with that. I'll take them. doesn't matter. Eight seed. They could be the 10 seed and sneak into the playoffs through the play in like that. I'm just going to be terrified of them no matter what, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I think, uh, early in the season it, well, rather, with Maxi kind of running the show, I still think that maybe d- defensively you can grind them down a little bit because he's yeah. not the playmaker Harden is, but he's just so much more dynamic on the ball. Um, and I don't know. I just I'm not sure how much I trust this run by MB just because you look at who it's come against. But yeah. and it's like every year, man, it's just oh he's not hurt, he's not healthy. Well, like that's just if that happens every yeah. single season, like that's just kind of who he is at some point. But he was yeah, hurt I, yesterday, right? Right. And so I, but I do think like if we play the Bucks tomorrow or the Sixers tomorrow, I definitely think our chance to lose is higher against the Sixers for sure, no yeah. doubt about it in my mind. Yep, yeah, yeah, but but at the same time, I'm like. Not, I mean, I'm going to be scared because, because like playing in the playoffs is terrifying. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah, I was scared of the Hawks. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, but like the reality is this, like this Celtics team, all things equal is so much better than both of these teams. Like we, like Embiid, we are more equipped to deal with him than anyone else. Maxi, good luck with Derek and Drew Holiday for, Mm -hmm. for seven games. Um, Dame, have have your have a blast. Good 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 luck. Good luck slowing down. It's like it's not even the Jays anymore. I'm like they're going to be good and great in the playoffs. Good luck dealing with Drew and Derek for seven games on both ends. It's just like and then oh by the way we have the atomic weapon in Pozingas to deal with um, the drop coverage of Lopez and Embiid. It's just the matchups are endless. This team is just nutty. Oh, and yeah, we're throwing Al Horford out at you off the bench yeah. on defense. And like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, Sam Hauser went four or five from three this game too. And Pritchard yeah. went three of six this game. You know, it's like, yeah. it's just endless, especially with these bench guys playing so well. This team is at, it, they're just loaded. But all right, anything left on the Schrodenford report before we get out of here, Jay? Uh, Other than, I mean, just, you know, yeah, you know, enjoyed, ru- yeah, enjoyed ruining the <laughs> Lakers Christmas. That was, yeah. that was fun. LeBron benching himself like with two minutes to go, even though the game was like kind of in, um, uh, kind of in the balance, like oh yeah, like Mitch's question here. Can we talk about Hauser's road struggles? Um, he's this is the life of a shooter, just in general, and yeah. that's uh, so he's gonna go on um, go on a bit of a slumps here. But which game was it? Was it the Clippers game or the the Kings game? He had one of his five for six games, like it, three of he the was four. F- yeah, he was four or six against the Kings, two for four yeah. from three. Yeah, so like. You know, three of the four games he didn't shoot well from three on the road. Um, that could purely just be, um, yeah, yeah. He's look and that and that and that's the thing though with role players, like in the playoffs. That's like that's like one of the classic tropes is role players win playoff games at home and your stars win playoff games on the road. That's kind of how it goes. Um, and then the good thing about being the one seed, uh, one seed is uh, 
We'll be playing a lot of games at home, probably. <laughs> yeah, and, four uh, of them at home. Yeah, I, I think part of it is probably just random. Um, but also, I think there might be something to it. You know, we'll see as the sample size gets bigger. Um, but uh, yeah, again, like, look, if he's not going to be hot on the road, that's not ideal. But yeah, to your point, it's like he's also the seventh, eighth man, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if that's kind of one of our biggest worries, like he's going to be playing 10 minutes. In a playoff yeah, series, yeah. a game, and also I, I, I think the sample size for shooting for shooting road games. What we've we've played thirteen road games. Like yeah. he goes five or six, and it's going to be one, and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah it's it's kind of back up. So I, I, I something to monitor, sure, but um, yeah, I'm not I'm not in, like particularly super worried about it. But um, Joe's press post game presser, I haven't actually seen it. I haven't had a chance to Me either. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, and even 34% on the road is not even that bad. But, um, so yeah. So, Eric, sorry, I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, just with everything, um, going on. But, um, it looks like, uh, something about the, uh, the transformation of the team from Eric before. What did he say? Uh, yeah. Joe, Joe reinventing. Joe's, reinventing. Joe's saying we're reinventing yeah. people or reinventing yeah. the team or something. Yeah. I don't well, know. We we kind of spoken about it. everybody's kind of going gone through it. Jalen's gone through it. Drew's. I mean, even Jalen yesterday made a couple of nice passes out of the post. Mm-hmm. Um, just just continuing to to make the right play, and there's going to be little blips along the way. But yeah, Tatum still feels like the um, the last guy to really lock in and kind of explode with uh, Al Horford juice all over the place. uh, (laughs) there's no doubt in my mind we will all be covered in al horford juice by the end of the season all right on that note yeah we should probably get out of here before my wife kills me uh so (laughs) jakey buddy fun as always love your work we are out i love